Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. The Capitol and members of the United States Senate who were inside the very site of the insurrection on January 6th with some of the people who were targeted, hosting the first official hearings into what occurred and what went wrong. We'll discuss that, plus more of President Biden's cabinet nominees are in the hot seat today. And finally, with a minimum wage increase on the line, a moderate Democrat offers a possible compromise. Today is just the beginning of what is going to be a dominant focus, a dominant issue for this Congress. And that is looking into and investigating the riotous insurrection at the United States Capitol on January 6th. What happened? How did it happen? What went wrong? Where was the breakdown? How do we prevent it from happening again? As you know, Speaker Pelosi has already put together the beginnings of a 9-11 style commission that will be bipartisan, that will likely have appointees from the House Democratic and Republican parties, the Senate Democratic and Republican parties. Nominees will come forward from the administration, all to form a bipartisan commission charged with coming up with the final word, the final report on everything that occurred and how to make sure as a country we're protected from it ever, ever happening again. Today is just the beginning of this years-long process. The Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee joined forces with the Senate Rules Committee to hold this first hearing to hear from the former U.S. Capitol Chief of Police. He resigned after the attack. Also hearing from the former House and Senate Sergeants at Arm and the head of the D.C. Police Department, all testifying before the Senate today. The former chief of the U.S. Capitol Police said that they were prepared for riots based on intelligence that they got, but that that intelligence did not point to the kind of violent, coordinated attack that overwhelmed the Capitol Police on the 6th of January. Here's Chairman Amy Klobuchar beginning the questioning. Do you agree that there is now clear evidence that supports the conclusion that the January 6th insurrection was planned and it was a coordinated attack on the U.S. Capitol? Everyone agree? Yes. Um, Would you agree that this attack involved white supremacists and extremist groups? Yes. Yes. There was also testimony today from a police captain who described meeting the rioters as they deployed gas into the rotunda of the Capitol. I proceeded to the rotunda where I noticed a heavy smoke-like residue and smelled what I believe to be military-grade CS gas, a familiar smell. I received chemical burns to my face that still have not healed to this day. Of course, it's a Senate hearing, so there was some partisan politics at play. Most notably, it was quite rich to see Senator Cruz and Senator Hawley, two of the Republican senators who led the effort to challenge those electoral votes from being certified on January 6th, questioning these members of the protective class of the police that were there to protect them about Russell Honore's comments that somehow they were complicit in the attacks. To hear Hawley and Cruz talk about complicity and ask questions about complicity in these attacks, that may be a bit too far for many observers today. Now, here's what else matters today. 
some bumpy confirmation hearings for two of Biden's next cabinet secretaries up for grilling in the United States Senate. Deb Holland, member of the House of Representatives, first Native American to be nominated to a president's cabinet to serve as Secretary of the Interior. Republicans are galvanizing in their opposition around Holland, trying to portray her as a real radical environmentalist uh, due to her support for the Green New Deal, due to her support for a ban on fracking, some of her previous opposition to the Dakota Pipeline. All of that is sort of geared up in this contentious policy battle over the lands of the United States and getting energy from them and how those lands are best protected. No sign yet that Democrats are at all thinking about voting against Holland, so she may be poised to become that historic first in a presidential cabinet. Javier Becerra, also a former member of the House of Representatives, since then he became California's first Latino attorney general. He's Biden's nominee for Health and Human Services Secretary, obviously in the midst of still battling this pandemic, a critical role the top of HHS. But Republicans are eager to try and portray him as somebody with no experience in the health and human services realm. He is going to argue throughout the day today all the experience he has had with dealing with health-related matters in his public official capacity. Much like Holland, there's no indication yet that the nomination for Becerra is somehow in trouble. No Democrat has yet come out and issued a real concern about his proceeding as secretary of HHS. And finally, today the Senate's holding a preliminary hearing about adding an increase of the minimum wage to $15 an hour to the COVID relief package. Now, as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, We are awaiting the Senate parliamentarian to rule whether or not a minimum wage increase is even going to be allowed into the COVID relief bill since the relief bill is being passed according to these budget rules called reconciliation so that Democrats can pass the bill with 50 votes alone and not needing a single Republican vote if every Democrat stays in line with what the Biden White House would like to see. That being said, if indeed the parliamentarian does rule that a minimum wage increase can indeed be part of the COVID relief bill according to these rules, well then, the Biden White House has to deal with the other problem they have, which is not all 50 Democrats are in support of a $15 minimum wage. Most importantly, perhaps, Joe Manchin of West Virginia has made clear that he will not support that. However, he did float the notion that he might be open to raising the minimum wage to $11. Now, Joe Biden said at the CNN town hall last week he would like to see a federal minimum wage increase to $15 an hour, but that he is open for negotiation on this. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked if indeed he would sign a bill if it only had an increase to $11 an hour. Here's what she said. There'll be an opportunity for Senator Manchin and others to put forward ideas and proposals, and we'll see where that process lands. But uh, he proposed the $15 increase for a reason, and he stands by it. Obviously, the press secretary not wanting to negotiate the bill from the podium, but not ruling out that there is a negotiation perhaps to be had here, and certainly not denying the reality that if it all comes down to Joe Manchin's vote, the White House is probably going to have to give more than they otherwise would to make sure that the overall bill still passes. This is the reality of a President Biden dealing with a 50-50 divided United States Senate. 
That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.